Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and I'm here today in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute with Noemi. Is that a name from the Bible somehow that got mispronounced? or is... No. So um, my parents were both um, believers when they had me. And Noemi um, in Polish, so it's spelled out Noemi. And then when you translate it into Hebrew, um, it's like different, I guess, roots of like Noemi oh, and French and Hebrew and a mix of that, I guess. Fun. <laughs> so your Polish background, do you, do you yeah. have, you, do you eat those? Puchkis, is it? Ponchki, Polish Pon- donuts. Is that what they are? Uh-huh. They're really, really good. I think I like them more than American donuts. All Sorry, right. Dave. Do you make them? I do make them. I Very make them good. at home. And what are you doing here at Silver Birch Ranch right now? Um, Right now, just like in general? or like. Yeah. What, what do you, why are you here? Why am I here? Um, well, I came to Silver Birch Ranch, um, just the camp in general, a couple of years ago. Um from just like knowing that you can volunteer and things like that and a couple of my friends were up here as well so I thought why not use it to my advantage and just have fun meet new people and after a while I really started liking it so I kept coming back and then uh, yeah I mean and then kind of NBI came up and And what is NBI? NBI is a Bible college one-year program that um I honestly didn't have any, I guess, thought of going to before um, until, like, honestly, a couple a couple months before um, submitting my my resume or Your college yeah. my college application and and it was really funny because I had this like whole plan laid out like every person does after high school and it was like okay like I'm gonna go here or I'm gonna go abroad and all this stuff I remember um Rich actually telling me um every summer like Noemi come to NBI like NBI is open come on NBI and I'm like oh I have different plans and um there were um 2022 yeah 2022 was the year that um family stuff kind of happening in my life um, where my mom left for Europe and a lot of things kind of started mixing up my plans like they started getting a little rough and I was like I really don't know what I want to do like you know my dad is here in the states my mom is halfway across the world Um, I'm lost like I don't know what I'm supposed to do and as I was thinking about like, I get like, I got really stressed and I thought, oh, what if I took a gap year? So senior year, I took half a year off and I started working. I started working in a business um, and I really liked it. (laughs) And it was like a family kind of, I guess, business you could say. And I worked for almost half a year. And throughout the time that I was working, I started getting very... I wouldn't say worldly involved, but I was focusing a lot more on my work rather than coming home and, you know, or starting off my day off with the word and with God. And I was thinking, this isn't right. Like something doesn't feel right. I feel, I feel depressed. I definitely feel um, just mixed emotions of like, <laughs> what am I going to do after this? Because my plan was to, you know, have that half gap year. And then I was talking with my mom because I was just so stuck to a point where like I was just, you know, I I couldn't figure out what to do. And I called my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do. I need, I need help. 
And she was like, well, you used to talk about like NBI and how like camp used to offer that one year Bible program. Why don't you do that? And I was like, well, yeah, I could do that. But like, what about college? What about my career and things like that? And she was like, well, how are you feeling right now? And I'm like, I, I feel terrible. <laughs> I don't really know what to what to do. Like I I'm stuck. I feel like like I'm 40 and like going to my like nine to five job and I have nothing else to do after. And she was like, maybe it's just the Lord kind of calling you to, you know, to take a break from this, go to this Bible program, really get in the word, just study the word and just see, you know, where God takes you from there. And so I did. I followed my, I followed my mom's, um, I took her guidance because she's a very smart woman and I came to NBI and I think it's been I think it's been a really good decision in my good. life. And you know, it's exactly what you're talking about. The whole purpose of MBI is really to get people to um, understand what it is to serve God, to mm-hmm. serve, not to be served, not not to go out in the world and have people all around you making sure you're okay, but to serve yeah. and to know who God is. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the whole motto of Silver Birch Ranch and, and MBI is to know Christ and to make him known. And so... It, I, as you know, because I'm one of the teachers and I keep telling you, life is simple. Yeah. It's simple. We need to know God and we need to know him in a way that affects our lives. And, and that's really what the year is for. And, mm-hmm. and I can see your growth and I'm glad that you're here. And I, and I know changes are happening. I know since you've been here. So yeah. uh, you're looking forward to a whole new future mm-hmm. yes, uh, very soon in your life. And, and we're excited for you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for the fact that you came here. And that God can use this to prepare you for whatever is ahead. Me too. Um, one of the things I see, though, is, is a struggle. You mentioned something. You were home. You are trying to figure out life. You battled a little bit with depression, and you, you battled. Mm-hmm. Can, can you pinpoint why the depression was there? Did you ever, or is it just something you've ignored, and it, it kind of comes and goes? Or Have you ever tried to figure that out? Um. Well, from a very young age, I had past trauma with just family things that were coming up with death and family and things like that and from a young age I was diagnosed with um depression and um just schizophrenic kind of mixtures anger management issues all of that and I think it started kind of more of like it was a very like oh like she's a toddler she's going through tantrums kind of thing until my parents kind of started realizing, well, what if this is, you know, Satan or the devil kind of trying to start something in our home and rile something up in our home that shouldn't be here? Because, you know, initially it's God in this home because God always works and God is always there. And I think as I started growing up, I I was, <laughs> I'll be honest, I was a terrible kid. I didn't respect my parents. I um, you know, I went to church and I practiced all all the things. I went to a wanna club. You know, what? I, you're surprising me because you <laughs> seem like such a sweet, nice young lady right now. Um, so, so I'm sitting here thinking, really? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, that's you, okay. Um, yeah, I think just as I started growing up, I just I hadn't I I initially had an anger towards God. Okay. I had a Do questioning. You know why? Yeah, I I knew why I. I questioned God as to why I struggled with um, losing someone at a very young age. Okay. Um, I lost my mom at a very young age. And as I started kind of growing up, it was like, this doesn't feel like 
like this doesn't feel right why why was somebody so significant in like a child's life taken away from mine and i have to struggle with this you know and as How old i were you i was four okay yeah so um you know through through the years as i started growing up i you know i kind of dwelt in that anger and i got you know warnings from school i got tiny small suspensions things like that just from just outbreak kind of emotions and my parents started noticing and they really started kind of sitting me down and having a talk to like that kind of like that therapy kind of moment like it was just like a one-on-one therapy sit down with my parents they were also marriage counselors so they had a lot of input to give to me and I feel like every single time they talked to me I was like I don't want to listen to you like I'm fed up about all of this like I loved going to church and I loved reading the Bible and I loved Awana clubs like those were like really fun things for me but it was never something that I felt truly in my heart and um as I got into middle school um towards the end I went to my home church camp and I gave my life to Christ that night and it was actually a story about um the shepherd going after the one lost sheep lost and leaving sheep. the sure. 99. And the way that my pastor had explained it, he said that, you know, sometimes like in the world, it's like, a, oh, like we'll leave this one behind because like he's sinful, he's unworthy, he's gone through too much, like he's struggling with all of this, like I want to stick with all of these because like they're better and all this stuff. And instead in the Bible, it's talked about how that shepherd cares so deeply for that one lost sheep that he's going to leave the rest of all of those sheep and go after that one. And I like broke down and I'm like, that's me. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like, you know, I feel so worthless and I feel like I don't have that, you know, like, I feel like I didn't have that sentiment. Like, I feel like I was, you know, like placed down in church, like, Oh, she's such a good Christian girl. Like she goes to church. She studies her Bible. Her parents are very involved. uh, Put on a, an act or, was it just because you're in a different environment you acted differently? No, I think it was just that I don't know. I think that's you just enjoyed how being I, there. You enjoyed being at I church. did. I did. So, I did enjoy so it. You had friends there. You had. I had friends. I you know it was like our whole like community and and I liked it. But I think I questioned everything. Like I sure. questioned aspects of like the sermons talking about like God loves you no matter what and. You know, all this stuff. And I was just like, well, I don't think that's honestly true because like you look at me and I'm like, no, this isn't like. So you equated God loving you with um, the idea that he he took your mom away. Yeah. And and so since he took your mom away, he couldn't have loved you. Yeah. I I thought that. So it took a while to work through that (laughs) and to understand God's love and and that, you know, he's, he's not your genie in the sky that. Yeah. You're able to go to and give orders to, and he takes care of you. And and otherwise, there'd be a lot of disappointment in life for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it was just the fact of, like, God, you don't make sense to me. Right. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you take something so significant out of my life and just tell me to kind of, you know, like, deal with it? Like, just go to church and, you know, know that I love and care for you. But there's like all of this stuff happening on the side. And I thought he didn't see me in those moments. Like I thought that I was just breaking down every day. And he's just like, why aren't you here? Like, why aren't you helping me? You know, and through even my parents knowing now, I realize like what a huge blessing my parents were for 
having the patience, having the kindness, having the empathy towards me that I probably wouldn't have towards myself at that moment. I would have been like, you are a brat. You don't know what you're talking about. And instead, my mom now, my second mom, she was actually best friends with my first mom. So I think the amount of blessing God placed down on her, I, I now call her my angel in disguise. I think God literally sent an angel towards me because she would tell me stories about my mom all the time, like all the fun that they have, um, you know, knowing how she remembers me, which I don't think a lot of kids have that opportunity. I think when a second mom comes in or a second dad comes in, they're just like, oh, well, I don't really know you. Don't know who your other mom was, but I'm just going to, you know, in that kind of sense. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. Like in all those ways that it could have been different, it worked out in that specific way where I could hear all those stories and, you know, she kind of shared those moments with me. And later on, she actually became my best friend. I feel like I could talk to her. You know, I was still an annoying brat, but she would always sit down and have coffee with me. And we'd always have our like Saturday mornings to talk about like, what what are we reading in the Bible and things like that. And after I gave my life to Christ and got baptized, I just saw a switch in my life like a good change in my life where I was like, you know, life is tough. Life is challenging. There were a lot of different stuff that I struggled with too, you know, different deaths, different, you know, anxious moments, struggling moments. But through all of it, I had people like alongside me where they could, you know, kind of take me on that path, like give me that like support that I needed to get to the path that God was trying, like that God is trying to lead me to. So you think God was setting you up? (laughs) <laughs> he, he was taking care of you by sending these people yeah. and you know what I see when, you, when you're telling your story uh, now I'm an old school teacher obviously and I'm an older guy <laughs> but when I look at your, your life and I, and I hear your story I think you know there's a time where you were just totally confused Yeah. And, and when you're confused and you've heard me say this in class probably many times but when you're confused you act confused and if you're four years old, five years old, you're in school and you're confused, mm-hmm. you're going to act confused. And I think there's a lot of young people today that they they think they're mad at God, mm-hmm. but they're actually confused about him. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that, even from what we were talking about today in class or a couple of days before about confusion. I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like me. Like, I... I think I was angry about all that happened, but I was also like questioning, like, is, are you truly real? Really? Like, is this yeah. all like real? Like, I feel like now looking at it, I was like, wow, you were, I mean, you were stupid. Like you kind of see all like the, you know, the detailed work and everything that's happening and in everyone's lives, everyone has specific things that then kind of in the end are like, wow, like that was all God. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I find it interesting because as, as you were telling the story, my mind just kept going. My heart was breaking for you. <laughs> and in the same sense, I was thinking, that's a really normal reaction of a young child. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then God supplied the right people yeah. to be around you to help you sort out the confusion. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's listening now, they, you know, confusion doesn't usually just stop one moment. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a starting point. Yeah. You know, and you were able to, or your parents, whoever, mm-hmm. kept you involved where there were real answers. Yeah. You know, no, go to church, go to youth group, go to camp, mm-hmm. go go be involved with the people that 
have some answers. Yeah. And you could get disappointed in them too because everyone's human, so they're gonna they're gonna do things they shouldn't do from time to time. Yeah. And I'm gonna do things, you're gonna do things. So it's it's not that we're asking other people to be perfect, mm. but we're looking at a group of people that your parents said, why don't you keep going there? Because your confusion needs to be worked out. Yeah. People who are confused need to stay where the answers are, mm-hmm. not where they're not. Because if, you, if you're confused and you're going to go to a, a a bar and talk to a drunk and try and figure it out, you're probably not going to get the answers. Right. You know, so I, I mean, that's a an easy thing for me to say. But, but really, you want to look and say, who can I go to that actually knows God? Like, if, if you actually are thinking that God isn't doing what he should be doing, and somebody's listening and they're saying, I can identify with that part, I, I am not identifying with not being confused yet. Mm-hmm. And how old are you? I am 19. Okay. So there are people out there that are 19 that are still confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I okay. mean, I have friends. So like as they're confused, my, my suggestion to them is you need to go to somebody who actually knows God and talk about it mm-hmm. and not to somebody who doesn't yeah. know God and talk about it. Because there's all kinds of advice out there, all kinds of things. You can get confused by just, entering your problem in on the internet and looking for all the answers. <laughs> you know I mean? It, it, that's the age we live in. Um, but I find that confusion to me is, is what Satan uses the most. Mm-hmm. Because once you're confused, you kind of are paralyzed. And you don't do anything. And really, when I look at your story, I'm thinking, wow, was God gracious in supplying this lady yeah, definitely. to come into your life to help you see things and understand things that you need to see and understand. And I could just picture God as a loving father through all this going, okay, I understand your confusion. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you think it was hard for you to lose your mother, and it was, think of God knowing how he was going to break your heart. And that was a plan from before time began that your mom was going to leave that day. Yeah. And he knew that. Mm Mm-hmm. And he also knew that he would need to bring you through a process. Yeah. And and so when when you start thinking of it in different terms, you you begin to see the faithfulness of God through it all. Even at your age now, already at nineteen, you're able to look back a little bit and say, "Wow, that's <laughs> that's interesting, God, how you worked." Yeah, definitely. Now through that time, though, you've been to, to camp in the summers. How many summers have you been here? Um, this. Well, this summer that I summer staff, it's gonna be my fifth or sixth year. Okay. Yeah. Have those have those time periods been important to you? Definitely. I think I made a lot of significant friends from previous summers. Um, I think God also showed me a lot. I think it also gave me a break from reality. Like coming to camp was like my my saving grace, I guess, because of just struggles that I had and, and things like that and can future or confusions later on in the future um, that showed up as well. So I think coming to camp was like, like my quiet spot that right. I could just kind of be with the Lord, be with people who understand me, who know God, who can help me and educate me as well. Yeah. You know, I think it's always important to be able to surround yourself with people who who really are concerned about you and love you, mm-hmm. but don't want to use you. Yeah. And, and th- that's what I would define real friendship as. 
And, and really, when you think about it, God said there's two things that are important for us to do. You need to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, mm-hmm. and you need to love each other. Yeah. Well, he never said to use each other, and he never said to use God. Mm-hmm. And so many people grow up thinking, almost in your innocent way when you were a child, Yeah. God wasn't doing what you told him. So he, he must not care about you. No, that's the using God that gets into our head. Mm-hmm. No, I just need this God up there that I can throw the right words at and he gives me anything I want. Right. No, that's not how it is. And really, it's not that way between people either. None of us were ever made to be used. We were made to be loved. Yeah. And so being used is very tough on all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and God wasn't, he didn't make us to use him. Mm-hmm. So we need to love him, and, and he was careful to bring you about in that. Um, I always tell people, you know, one of the most important things you can do in life is, is change your place, change your pace, and it'll challenge your perspective. And that's what you talked about. You, you were able to come up to camp in the summers, change your place a little bit, be with some other people who saw your life from a little different perspective mm-hmm. so you can actually talk to them. Yeah. Because they weren't so close to it where they knew anything, really. You could talk to them and they were, eventually they were close to you, so then they knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at first, you, you had to open up. Hey, did you find it hard to open up to people and say what you said right now where, where you were saying, no, I was blaming God. I, I mean, you, you actually were looking at yourself as a, a smaller child going, I was a pill. You know, I mean, and I'm looking at you going, no, you weren't. You were actually just confused. You can use whatever words you want. Uh, to describe yourself, and, and perhaps some adults around you might have at, the, at moments. Yeah. Uh, but you were giving off more of a please help me sign, mm-hmm. not a I'm a, a bad person sign. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely had that that instinct of, like, I I need help, and I don't know how to explain, like, what I was feeling. Um also coming from like a Christian standpoint, like I didn't want to just come up to like my parents or someone at church and be like, I don't like God. Like right. explain to me like why I don't like, like help me in this sense. So I, it was a little bit troubling. I think in the end, as I started kind of opening up and seeing like, maybe this is going to help. I realized that, you know, it was, it was good that I opened up and, and talked to people about it. Oh, absolutely. And you know, fr- from a different perspective, if you were, a 10-year-old girl, and you know, I speak to the 10-year-olds here all the time, and, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that thoroughly, and I do have a lot of kids come and just talk to me, Yeah. because I think I'm harmless to them, because there's this old guy talking to them, and yeah. they come and they play, and, and then they'll talk with me, but if they come and say, I'm mad at God, mm-hmm. I usually just say, really, why? Because I realize what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're not saying they're mad at the God that I really know. Yeah. They're mad at a God they've made up in their head. Right. So I have a job to do at that particular point. I, I just need to represent who I know well. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to come to you right now, the, the number one thing I would ask you to do is, would you just spend time getting to know God? Yeah. Just get to know him. Because if you know him, you trust him. If you know him, no matter what happens in life, you have somewhere to go. You'll never be alone. You'll always have good advice. You will always know you're valued yeah. If you really know God. So if you're missing any of those pieces, then you don't know God. Yeah. And and likewise, a lot of young people uh, your age and, and younger, a little older, uh, talk about how anxious they are and depressed they are. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking, 
Okay. What you need to do at that particular point is find someone to help you identify the lies that you're believing because yeah. you weren't meant to be depressed and angry. And, Definitely. But it, it doesn't mean that you're not. I'm not minimizing the fact that you are. Yeah. But what's driving you there is a lie mm -hmm. because it, that's what Satan does best is he lies, he deceives. So if I'm helping you, if I'm talking to you and you come and you say, well, you know, today I'm very depressed. I go, well, let's, let's figure out what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out the lie that you believe today and try and identify that so that you don't have to keep believing the lies. Yeah. Um, does that sound normal? I mean, does that sound like it would be something that would be valuable to you? Yeah. 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 And so if people that are listening, if you're suffering from depression, anxiety, you're angry, whatever it might be, that's not a fruit of the spirit. No. So, so you need to identify a lie. And if you're having trouble identifying the lie, you need to go to somebody who's possibly not um, totally having their face against your elephant. You know what I mean? <laughs> somebody yeah. that, that can look at it a little different. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's outside your circle and talk to them about what you're thinking. And make sure that person knows who God is. Don't go to somebody who's never read the Bible. Never, You know, one of the first qualifications I do when I'm talking to somebody is ask them if I, if I want advice would be, have you read the Bible? Mm -hmm. And if they say, well, no, it's like, okay. I'm I not sure I want advice from you. <laughs> I, I want to talk to somebody who actually knows God and actually spent time with him and knows his plan and has responded to him. Mm -hmm. And and that way, that person can offer me something. Yeah. And I'm not asking them to solve the problem. Yeah. I, and I'm really asking them to help me see things. Because God can solve the problem. I just need to see who he is. And mm -hmm. I need to understand his love. I need to understand his mercy. I need to understand his, his grace. So I need to find someone. If I'm seeking advice, I need to find somebody who can help me understand those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I encourage people in your generation to, to keep looking for people who are actually working at knowing God. Yeah. That know the Bible. That open it and read it. And use the scriptures as your source for what's true mm -hmm. and not our feelings and emotions and that kind of thing. Because that can really get into another whole world out there that is not easy to untangle. Definitely. You know, um, I look at the, the internet today and, the, and, of course, that's your generation growing up with all the information world in front of you. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and how it's all, it's like when I try and go fishing and my line is all tangled. Yeah. That's kind of like how information comes sometimes. It's it's all tangled up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to cut all the knots away and start with new line. Yeah. And if somebody out there is, is saying there is no possible way for me to be okay because my life is such a mess, you know, I encourage you find someone that loves God, get involved with a church where they preach or teach the Bible. And and maybe you're going to need to start at the beginning and go, in the beginning, God. Mm -hmm. Start there and start talking about what, who God is, what he did, how he made people, and how you fit into the overall plan that God's already made. And, and don't spend time trying to figure it out with other people who don't know who God is or are as confused as you are because that's not going to help at all. Well, I thank you, Noemi, for being with us. And I thank uh, those that are listening for listening to Younger Older. 
and uh, we're coming to you from the studios here at Silverberg Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out the Nicolay Bible Institute at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Thank you. Bye-bye for now.